All right, so Mickey and I just got done watching Black Widow, a movie that's been, I guess, teased and talked about for over a year for a now. Forever. Um, the the whole pandemic, you know, obviously put a, a put a, a damper on it. Uh, one of those movies that definitely best way that I, I heard it described was it felt more like a James Bond Mission Impossible yeah. movie than an actual Avengers movie. Yeah, and I would agree with that, but that's why the MCU is so great it has those capabilities and doesn't need to pigeonhole itself into a quote-unquote superhero movie. And I don't think that that needed to happen. It didn't feel like it was lacking anything in terms of more more along the lines of an Avenger movie, I guess would you agree? No, I I agree. My only, as I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, I like this, but because it's been so long since I've seen an Avenger movie... Have I built them all up so much in my head that nothing could live up to it? Because I, I don't feel disappointed, but I just I don't have that normal excitement I have after watching one of the actual right. Avengers movies. You know, not not even the origin movies, but the Avengers movies. So I, I think maybe I just built it up in my head too much. Right. Having I said that, that, it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was definitely a good movie. Definitely worth watching. Um, I guess initial reactions are uh, it was... Because of the timeline, because of how when it was released and how it was released, so this took place right after Captain America Civil War, we clearly know that Natasha Black Widow is dead uh, after Endgame. So, and I like all the hype, like you said, too, might have added to... Right, just- the, yeah. But it is, it is disappointing that you... Well, I mean, anything's possible now with everything that's going on in the multiverse and everything, but... Um, this is the spoiler alert portion, I guess, uh, if you don't want, if you haven't seen it yet. They do have a good launching off point, like they have for every Marvel That's movie. That's what I liked about it, um, that wrapped it up at the end. Kind the of uh, end credit scene, and uh, there's theory, speculation that she's going to be, her sister, so Natasha's sister, is Yelena. going to be, Yelena is going to be the next Black Widow type or whatever. And so seeing that and seeing that her next target's going to be Clint, I think that's going to directly play into the uh, Hawkeye TV show that's going to be coming out where Clint and his daughter, uh, he's basically on the run. grooming his daughter. And I think that that's going to be part of it is that they're, you know, fighting against this this woman. So That makes sense to me, yeah. Um, but may, yeah. Have something to look forward to, that's for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, I thought that the acting was great. I thought that everybody did a good job of portraying those specific parts and it wasn't like i said it it didn't feel like it had to be something that it wasn't uh in terms of you know this big over-the-top superhero movie uh there was a plenty of references to other characters yeah. captain america and all the avengers you definitely you know. know what what it's part of the MCU yeah it's still it? yeah it's part of the mcu and it's, it's still, cool to see that guy from stranger yeah uh david harper stranger things yeah. is that his name um, something like this. So, yeah, we're excited to see, you know, what what comes in the future. But, uh, yeah, I, I, anything else? For initial thoughts, at least, that you wanted to kind of, I guess, what was your, your feeling? Uh, I thought it excited was Excited really for the good. future? I guess I, that's kind of what like, I am. And like you said, are we afraid Scarlett Johansson is hanging it up? Possibly. But like you said, with all the dimensions going on in the, in the MCU now... They can bring her back any way they want to. Yeah, yeah. They, I so think she the, might not the, be gone forever. The possibility is definitely. But it also just goes to show, like, they're building the future. Oh, yeah. And they're moving forward. So, you know, they're not they're not just 
hanging on to this character for another, you know, like Fast and the Furious 9 movies. 45 or 8,000. So they're actually moving forward, and I think that's what's going to keep, like, what they call, like, Marvel fatigue from setting in, is that they're going to allow other characters, new characters bring in, that are going to take their spin on the, you know, Black Widow or the Hawkeye or the... You know, whoever. The, like the Skywalker saga is coming to an end for Star Wars, but that's going to continue on. You know, right. It's along those lines. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's all I got. Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to do a, a two for one sale, uh, so to speak. Uh, we're going to be covering the uh, newest Avengers uh, Marvel movie that had. I think it's the newest the newest one that just came out, which would be Black Widow. And then I believe it would be the newest DC movie. We're as crossing well. over. We're covering it's it all. A, it's a DC Marvel crossover uh, in uh, Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to be covering both of them. We thought both of them were good movies, but we didn't feel like they deserved. I guess deserved isn't really the best word. They didn't command or they didn't have enough to standalone have their own episode so we we still wanted to cover them they're important kind of pillars step stepping stones in both of those universes and we and learned we learned some very significant things in both right of them absolutely absolutely that lead into the future of the of both yeah DC but it's not a, it's not an end game you know level of movies you know they weren't that you know right i don't know i, I actually read a review from roger ebert 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 about uh black widow and he said James Gunn did really well. No, that wasn't him. He did he did the Suicide Squad. Yeah, right? I forget yeah. who directed. I can't. Yeah, but yeah, he said the director, whoever it was, was um, did a really good job with a lot more action, a lot more James Bond type movies. Yes, you yep. know, I've than, heard that actually a couple than times. Typical now. Marvel. Yeah, we even talked about that after we watched it. But that the storyline just wasn't all that elaborate. Right. I mean, you kind of knew about her past a little bit anyway, but they introduced her sister and all that stuff, and then that they were raised by people who were Russian spies and all that stuff. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it. That's why there was a lot more action. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes sense. And I forgot to mention, actually, uh, we did do a uh, little uh, initial responses, reaction. Yeah. So that that should be in the magic of, you know, making this episode. That that will be at the very beginning of this episode. Like so, it has been, yeah. Um, so if we repeat ourselves a little bit, that's that's why it's been a while since we actually seen the movie. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we're gonna cover Suicide Squad. I think you know it was something that was it was needed for the DC universe, and it was a, just a fun movie. I guess that's the best way to say it. And they kind of called it a reboot, but it's kind of a continuation. Yeah, there's different actors, but the characters that do show up again are the same yeah. people, and. And it was just it's it's it, it's this weird thing. It was it's not it's not a true reboot, right? right? It's not a remake, but it's not a true sequel. It's no. this weird in between where they took characters obviously that were the same. Margot Robbie is still in there, uh, you know, all of these characters. I, I still love her. <laughs> again, yeah, best best portrayal of. Oh, she's amazing and yeah. she's beautiful. She helps. she again. I'll say it and I'll I'll keep saying it. There can be different Batman's, right? There can be different Jokers. Oh, yeah. There can be different characters who portray the same, you know, different actors. There's only one Deadpool, and there's yeah. only one Harley Quinn. And that's what they, I read that when I was, you know, trying to, you know, spark my my memory about the movies we saw. 
they said that about her. She's knows that character so well that no one else can do her now. She right. is Harley Quinn. Right. You know? Yeah. It's it's kind of like when you look at you know Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. Like if anybody else was to play Harry Potter, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy? And like, I mean, even know? throughout the years, you you heard, oh, this person was asked to play this character, and you know they turned it down. And then now it's like, I can't imagine anybody but this right. person who's you yeah know, done it. And, yeah. And she embodies that. Yeah. And I think obviously. If it, if it wasn't coming already, which it sounds like it was all part of the plan anyways with the multiverse, but if it wasn't going to come already when they uh, they acquired Fox and got the rights to Deadpool, they were like, we got to figure out how to get yeah. Ryan Reynolds in here. Like, I don't care how kind of weird, hokey, break the fourth wall, like, he's going to be oh, Deadpool. God. We're he's not so going to recast him. I think you know? even in the X-Men series, I think he might be – just as popular as Wolverine, who has basically the right. X Men has been based around. He's at least as popular, yeah, as the main star of the X Men. Yeah, you know? and like they started, I think they've started filming that already now, because you know uh, Ryan Reynolds was done with his whole publicity tour for Free Guy. I think he's oh. actually they were at least getting things starting to line up to for, to film Deadpool Three. Yeah, so That's oh a, yeah, okay, yep, perfect in the news, perfect segue. Nice, you know, it's it's seamless. You don't even know we're, you know. So this is how much of a genius I am. It never occurred to me that I could just go back to our Facebook page and, and look at the last time that you posted our oh. podcast and then read oh, from yeah. that on. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't even think of it. it took, how long have we had that Facebook yeah, page? Right. And, it finally, and what Mickey's yeah. referring to is basically trying to cover the content that was posted in the Monty and Mickey Facebook page since our last podcast. So, so you just go you back know, to the last time. You just go back to the <laughs> last Jesus. podcast. And neither one of us thought of it till yeah. today. Hey, you know, great minds think alike. I get, eventually, yeah. So the first one is as Elizabeth Olsen. Sam Raimi is making the scariest Marvel movie with Doctor Strange 2. Just basically, you know, bleeding into the fact that that movie's coming out. Reiterating the fact that this is supposed to be, and I keep getting this one in Spider-Man because the Spider-Man trailer just dropped, but that and the Spider-Man trailer, just reiterate, this is a horror movie. Yeah. That is just, to me, that makes it even more, like, puts the explanation point on it, is that this is not your typical marvel dc superhero or marvel dc comic book superhero movie and i love that i can't yeah. wait to see how that manifests itself and where we go with those types of movies and not being like you said black widow was more like a it's james bond spy marvel movie, yeah you know? and that's okay like i think that if you want people to be engaged forever you're going to have to but also the fun of it and the challenge of it is to create different genres with sub almost sub genres within like I've never I would have five ten years ago I would have never looked at somebody and been like you know what I really like is a comic horror movie comic yeah. book horror or superhero horror movie like that that those things and they're they're gonna do it well they've been doing outside the box a lot like you said about WandaVision they basically had a sitcom which you actually were convinced that was a sitcom and then. It breaks into what you more expected the show to be. They're just they're going outside the box and they're yeah. thinking and all that. It's, it's amazing. Again, that just kind of like reiterates or kind of makes it more even more. Cause you hear a lot of random rumors floating around the internet that just makes it even more. This is actually going to be a horror movie, right? So. Yeah, and I before you and I started talking about this stuff, I watched some of the Marvel movies. You know, like 
like Black Panther, and I love Doctor Strange and Ant Man just because they seem like they'd be interesting to me. Doctor Strange is amazing. I mean, yeah. I, even before I started getting right. into watching him, in and order. that's a, that one on its own is a, right. kind of a separate, you know. Yeah, it's just a different character. He's not typical yeah. compared to the rest of them, you know. Um, but also, I just want to make sure that you're aware because we'll be talking about this in a little bit about the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out. But Sam Raimi directed, you know, Evil Dead, Ash, and the Evil Dead, all those, right? He's got a little bit of experience. He also directed the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. So now he's got, that. like, you, you don't even realize it, but now, like, him, it's kind of like picking Tim Burton to direct a Batman movie. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then and then you're like, hold on a damn. second. Damn. That's right. He directed, some people would consider, at least the second Spider-Man, the some of the best comic book movies, like, right up there with the rest of them. Right. So for him to direct now... Get this, think about, go come down this path with me, a horror movie, read, you know, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead yeah. and a, hack, a hero action movie, Comic read book movie, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. He's done both of He's those. He's done both, and now he gets to combine them. That's, that's pretty exciting. Right. And like you say, everybody knows his name, so you know it's going to be good. So it's cool to bleed those right. together with that guy. And again, this is what makes Marvel so successful. Part of the reason is they're not like, you know, and, and, and they're I'm, willing not gonna to rip, be I'm not going to rip on Star Wars, but they're not going to like say, you know, we need uh, George Lucas to direct every single one of these movies. They're like, no, like we want other directors. We want other producers involved. One, for the timing of it, because you can't just crank out these movies as quickly as you can right. with one he's gonna get burned out and two it's just a timing thing you can't be doing them all at no. the same time and they probably have but also just like james gunn just like taika watiti just like the rest of them you're bringing different angles and different personalities and into it that makes it not just this is just all the same movie that you can set your watch by you know which would have been cool with the star wars movies but there was the criticism with going that way with the last three was that there wasn't enough continuity and and, and that's a that's, that's somewhat of a different situation there's pros and cons that's yeah. one of the cons but like what i'm thinking of is like patty jenkins directing the new um rogue squadron movie like that's a completely different movie oh right that's a different based branch. on a you know so it's like it's cool that they're like realizing that and and clearly george lucas didn't do a bad job that's not no. what i'm saying no no but he was only able to make the movies every three-ish years right. and then he had to take a break because he was fucking fried right and then he made the next th- it's and then he was done he's like i'm just i want to walk away right no i mean you know? what you're saying makes perfect sense but there's been a lot of criticism for the for the force awakens last jedi and yeah. um, the rise of skywalker because those guys didn't really even communicate when they were doing i mean yeah. they, they didn't try to get together and say i want we want some continuity and yeah. that's where the criticism comes in i think they all movies were still done really well it would have been nice for those three to still have been done George Lucas because that's the whole storyline and the yeah. whole universe and, and was I, his yeah, baby. Definitely, you know? yeah. And in that situation, we're talking about two different worlds. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, and, it really and there is was so, you. You have somebody like a um, Kevin Feige, you know, mm-hmm. taking everything, pulling it together. Like he's in. A, he's in a. Um, you need someone supervising, you know, basically. You, depending, you, you, you're saying you got somebody looking at this and saying it doesn't make any sense that Captain America would say that. Because Star Lord said this, like we can't have those things, con- you know, conflicting, and they're out five movies already. So right. clearly, there's some more horsepower and some things that are different about that. But I don't know. I- I've heard that um, uh, Kevin Feige 
he's the Marvel guy. He's a big Marvel guy, right? Yep. You got Dave Filoni and um, uh, John Favreau. Van Rowe, you know, working. But he's like the main Marvel guy who's like pulling everything. I together. think he's so. Like yeah. President or whatever. Yeah, you hear his name a lot. He yeah. actually watches. I guess he watches some the, one of the Superman movies before they start any. Like they go together as a team, well, just watch to get him it, in and that. they're like, "We, this is what we're going for," because he like considers it one of the greatest, or, you know. And he but, he was anyways. the first comic book character, too. Ironically right? enough, a DC movie. Yeah, right. But he was the first <laughs> like, character. We're not gonna watch I, Iron Man, you know. But he was the first character of all time. Yeah. So he's just going back. They're, to the they're trying thing. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So speaking of, not really that, but the second character of all time, maybe Batgirl actress was cast for the HBO Max movie. It's uh, Leslie. The hooks her name Leslie Grace. Yeah, and, I, and these are these are some of those things that I'm not like super up and up on. I didn't right, I don't know much about Batgirl, but movie, but it again, it's just an exciting branch to pull the DC universe and you know expand it more. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I've characters that we're not that, familiar with for that reason. I've always said that that just based on the Robin storyline and how different variations of Robin, and then you add it. A Batgirl and a Batwoman, because there were those were two different characters, and right. then the Joker and everything else. Like you could literally have an entire twenty-six MCU caliber movies just following that. The Batman and then eventually line. Robin takes over as Batman and a Batman Beyond, and in doing all that, so it's it's able to pull things in that make more sense from the original content, like the original comic book content, right? You know, because it, it was very. Multi, there was a lot of characters that were involved, and you know, unfortunately, for as good as the Dark Knight series was, that was one of the stipulations. One of the things I heard that Christopher, um, no. Christian Bale oh. said is he didn't want to have, he didn't want it. They're they're coming right off the heels of you know Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze and right. all this really cheesy, campy stuff, no. and so he just did not want to be acting with a robin he's just like i don't even want like i don't even want it it's too campy to right be, off the bat, like yeah. i don't even want it to get into that you yeah. know and so i think that you look at what's going on with like and I, I don't watch it at all but like the dc titans they got like on the cw they're doing all this stuff and like i just think that you can take characters like that and develop them in a way that makes sense and isn't campy and isn't cheesy in that isn't arnold schwarzenegger saying some you know stupid pun I'll about, back about uh, yeah. you know ice you know what killed the dinosaurs the ice age and yeah, this right. you know you, you don't have to have that and have serious you could still have the serious you know i don't know so anyways. well and, and i mean to your point again batman's i mean superman was the first comic book character ever right and then batman so there's been decades and decades yeah right there's of so these much characters that material. have been you know developed and created that's why there are so many because he's been around for so long. Right. Just exactly. speaks to his longevity. Exactly. Okay, so Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser launches twenty twenty two at Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah, there's just been some more promo videos and stuff. We kind of already covered that and right. know what it is, but From just more exciting kind of stuff like that. Um, that they're they're slowly, you know, releasing more and trying to get people hyped up. Because, you know, they're gonna have a really hard time selling hotels in that, you know spaceship it's just i think that they really need to work on their marketing a little bit yeah more. i don't think they you know make I, I think that you know it's going to be one of those deals you're going to be like oh it's you know a couple months away i maybe i can book it and there'll be like a half off deal or clearly we're being facetious the day it goes up totally yeah it's, i think i think disney so. kind of knows how to bring in a buck or two and right. 
milk it for like it's, it's almost worth. like it, it almost feels like stupid like that they're even putting any marketing dollars to it period like literally they could just have like a lined piece of paper that they take a picture of that describe like a notebook paper that describes what they're doing take a picture of it on instagram with a link and that's all they would need. Right. They wouldn't even need, you right. know. Because everybody like, knows everything there is like, to know yeah, about that's, Disney. That's, yeah. that's so, it's going to be great, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like funny to me, like, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing when it's like, really, he don't Just need Just a sentence. <laughs> like, Disney's putting this out. Boom. Yeah, everybody like, knows about half it. Half an hour late, yeah. Yeah, so, it's yeah, it's crazy. Especially in the world of, you know, social media where you don't have to no. send a. They know what color your poop is the next <laughs> five minutes later, yeah. That might be a you little follow graphic. Follow Instagram page too. <laughs> well, I, th- I, th- I thought paint I was with the all the colors one. of poop. <laughs> That's actually kind of deep. Video games are coming to Netflix. Yeah, I heard about this one. Interesting concept. It's kind of like a GameFly. If you, I don't know if you ever heard of those. It's right. kind of like a. It's same thing. Subscription service. I think that it makes sense. I think Netflix can do it. Why well, not, you used you know? to go to video game stores and rent, rent the movie. Or video video, video stores. Yeah, you rent movies. Yeah. You rent games. I makes mean, sense. it's just. Evolution of that subject, basically. Right. Um, Luke Skywalker trains Baby Yoda an awesome new The Mandalorian poster. That's yep. nothing. Yeah, just a, some kind of a little little art of you know them two kind of more more after the last season of The Mandalorian. It's just, I mean, they they do it up really well. They just don't like you say they know how to advertise that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's up next? Um. Let's see. You could probably, I guess, reader. you could skip to. Um, have you you've watched the Spider Man, the new Spider Man trailer, right? I think I did. Yeah. Um, so that and we we're gonna have to clearly do an episode on that by itself. But one, I mean, they're leaning into this whole multi universe thing real hard. I'm not gonna be surprised if you see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield pop up in that movie oh we mentioned that last time too Um, but it's just it's it's exciting it's another thing there's theories about dr strange and how he's acting really excuse the pun strange like why would he be like oh yeah sure we can just make everybody not believe or just forget that you're spider-man like that won't have any consequences whatsoever right you know and no one's gonna have anything to say about it either yeah like he just he's he's way more responsible than that to like so some people are thinking that it's actually um I don't want to spoil anything for anybody but they actually think that he's uh uh Mysterio or something. Oh yeah, that you was know, speculation, that like, right? Basically screwing with Peter. Yeah. But uh the next thing is Disney drops slave one name for Bobish Fett's ship. I think we didn't talk about this, but yeah, that's a whole Yeah, I mean that's a subject we don't necessarily get into just cuz of political things but yeah it's sometimes words mean different things than people want them to but everybody's up in arms about everything so of course they yeah. had to drop it I, I read the other day what the new name was but i can't remember. oh uh, fire, fire spray fire spray so yeah. that actually comes from the so you know how like an f-15 or a black right. hawk whatever that's the name Super of fire. that style of ship right so it's not even that, like, I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I'm like, okay, I guess. But it's also, like, that'd be, like, me driving a school bus that's, like, my vehicle, right? And me going, like, meet my new vehicle, school bus. Right. <laughs> that's, like, that's yeah. essentially the same thing. Yeah. Or, like, look at my, my truck, 
it's F one fifty. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have a name for it. That's that's the name for it. Right. It's and, like, and I okay. I used to do make um, airplane models when I was a kid. So I, okay. and I even have With a, all the different airplane and yeah. like warplane encyclopedias and stuff like Supermarine Spitfire. That, I mean, that's just like you said. They had the the it's call like a make numbers. and model of a no, of a car. Right, know? and they yeah they had the call number to make and manufacture, but the, they actually had a nickname for it. Exactly. Right, 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 exactly. But you had a nickname. It wasn't you weren't like hey hey uh, you know goose it's me f one fifteen yeah you know? right it's like no you would have a unique you know so it's just exactly. kind of disappointing that they're just basically saying like it's just the type of it's the model yeah. of ship that it right. is right that's it's what not, they call it no, nobody it's not individualized yeah. so at, course it's the only one you see in the entire star wars universe but right and you know that's why we have to be offended by whatever it is they came up with originally so monty and i went to free comic book day on august 14th which that was was pretty uh, that's a national thing that yet or been a part of that it's kind of a cool basically it's a way to get people you know involved and interested in comic books um because of the internet and everything and they they gave away uh, it was five free ones when you walked in, and then five free ones if you spent ten dollars or more. Or $5 it was like more? you spend five. Basically, I walked out of there. I had twelve comic books, and I paid eight bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and I and that was even me just buying an extra two. I could have spent five bucks and had ten comic books. So yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was cool, and I have. I used to go to that that place we went when I was in high school, because I was you know I had subscriptions and stuff, but. Um, it's moved from when I used to go there, but I think, isn't that what he said? Yeah, he said that it was right around that time that they moved. Yeah, yeah, right. right they before, moved right, right when I stopped when collecting. stopped collecting, yeah. I wonder if the two have to do with each other. Oh, I, I doubt it. Okay, so Captain America reports for duty in the first series of Marvel Mighty's Digital Collectibles. These are yeah. just, it's another stick for marvel to make more money just yeah. basically you can collect these guys digitally. Um, i didn't um i don't think i posted anything on this but they are moving forward with a captain america 4 with uh the movie with um uh, falcon falcon yeah oh really captain america yeah yeah I, yeah um, i don't think exciting. we posted that either i think that character will be like a batman you know different people will carry the shield oh i'm sure you know, well yeah you know it'll be a cool it'll be a nice way to keep "Quote unquote Captain America alive." Well, because that's the, the concept of Captain America. They're, they're super soldiers, but it was this iconic character that represents America. Yeah, and it, it represents an guy. idea. It doesn't, you know, it's yeah. not Tony Stark. It know? wasn't about that guy. Yeah, right. right. Uh, then just a post about the What If series. Yep. Um, by Disney, yep. which it's been really that's good been so good. far. Yep. There's three episodes. That's actually based on a comic that's been around since, like. Before I was collecting, when I was in high school or yeah. whatever, so and I had no idea. So. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure many people would know that that was right. a comic book. But. Right, and it makes sense. I mean, why not? You know. Yeah. Right. And it's it, they've done a really good job. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else news wise that really sucks sticks out? It's been a while. <laughs> Clearly, it's been a while. We're 22 minutes in. Right. Uh, it says all six Star Wars movies releasing after the Bad Batch. Here's a list of them. Oh, the new ones coming out, yeah. Do we want to go over there? No, because it. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna be covering Star Wars in another episode. So when things get further along and we know more about those movies, and right now we're just shooting from the hip. Kind yeah, of. and the, sometimes those websites are a little, I hate to say, a little premature. But oh right, yeah, know. there's speculation. Uh, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi reportedly reportedly wraps filming. 
Yeah, was on that's, August seventeenth. So. That's one of those deals where I'm like, I'm so excited for it, but I'm also disappointed that it's only gonna be like six or eight episodes, like a standalone, like Wandavision. Just one season. But it makes sense too. I mean, I that, guess it's yeah. nineteen years. It's a period of nineteen years. So I yeah. guess you know you could, I you could, but how how much are you gonna drag out something that basically is rehashing the prequels? It's yeah, it's not even filler. It's just basically kind of. A summary, right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like what it, what what was Obi Wan doing in Tatooine yeah. during this time? Yeah, basically. which bars did he go to? Well, and it's kind of crazy dating? to me. Like he must have just been able to keep everything a secret because he ends up running into it. And I don't know where this is. This must have been in the Clone Wars or the uh, Rebels series. It had to be in the Rebels series. There's actually a canon. He fights. Um, his mom. Darth Maul. Oh. Darth Maul. I was close. <laughs> Depending on how he feels about his Obi-Wan, mom. Obi-Wan, I am your mother. <laughs> that explains I never horns. saw it coming. <laughs> mom, uh, you put your horns away when we're fighting. But he, she ends, he ends up, uh, you got me saying she, he ends up fighting Darth Maul and defeating Darth Maul on Tatooine. Like, Darth Maul tracks him down. Oh, right. And there's like a whole canon storyline that goes along with that. And then, I guess, obviously Hayden Christensen's in this they're not going to have him be in it without him meeting Obi-Wan. So it's like I've, I've just got so many questions about, like, so he knew he was there. Yeah. He had the might of the Empire. Why didn't he kill him? Like, what's the – you know, there's got to be more – there's going to be a lot of rich, like, in my mind, the dialogue between uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader right. is going to be some of the greatest parts of that series is, like, that – deep emotional fill in a lot of gaps too like right i mean like in-depth gaps you know yeah it's like but like you betrayed me anakin you were my like a brother to me you know all these things basically pulling for like i i just i'm excited stuff that they kind of go over in that last battle scene where his limbs are falling off yeah it's like that whole thing but it's going to go even more in depth yeah where it's like he's fully leaned into the character of darth vader right and obi-wan's been defeated and been like on the you know fringes of society so to speak after order 66 and just how that dynamic of what i don't know obi-wan kenobi i think in my in my opinion is one of the best but he is my favorite jedi very underrated too like especially after the original trilogy i mean because he, he died fairly soon yeah right, right and right. i mean you, you started to see him more as a younger guy and learn more about him but you just you, i i you don't hear much talk about him as, you know, the great Jedi or whatever. You know, people right. just kind of disregard him a lot. Right. Seems like. I saw something that was like p- kids or people in 1977 listening to Luke and him talk. And then Luke saying something like, you fought in the Clone Wars? And then everybody would be like, what's a Clone Wars? What's a Clone Wars? So it's like so great that they were able to tie all that, you know. Like an old man telling stories about war or whatever. Right. Speaking of that, like, I finally finished the f- seventh season of The Clone Wars, which I was told to watch before you get into the Bad Batch. I didn't do it in the right order, but yeah, it is either. telling. It talks about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I always get her name wrong. Ahsoka. Got a very Tony. weird. I, I was thinking about that the other day. They do a good job with creating unique names. Oh, my names. God. Think about it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Tano, like yeah. where you're I just mean, like okay, like, you need to like say it a couple times to make sure you pronounce drunk? it. Were they having a stroke? Were they just you know? I just think that's the world building, amazing like mind of George know, Lucas. George yeah, Lucas. I, but, anyways, yeah, right. And sidebar and a sidebar. Darth Maul shows up at the end of that, yeah. and I mean, and you actually hear references to Obi Wan saying, you know, I oh I, 
it kind of took care of him, but he comes back. Yeah. He's kind of right. hard to kill, so. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever dies when they fall down a shaft in the Star Wars universe. No, apparently they can always come back. <laughs> and, I mean, that that was necessary. I, I really enjoyed watching that last season. I didn't want to watch all those episodes mm. from that. Or yeah, those, right, right. But yeah, was, I should watch that last season. It, well, it's really good, and you see her a lot. You see um, you see um, Anakin before he becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, a lot of that, you know, just kind of filling in the gaps. And this and was stuff. Rebels or Clone Wars? Clone Wars. So okay. it's basically right before the Bad Batch. Okay, that makes so. sense. Because they end up seeing each other, I think, again in Rebels, Ahsoka and uh, Yeah, right. I think she fights him as Darth Vader in Rebels. Sure, and that would make sense, yeah. Right. So speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, release date, plot characters, and what we know. Yep. That's it's coming out. Yep, it's, it's just big news. That's there. one of the, yeah, I think six movies or whatever. Yeah, it's we're getting geeked up about it. Uh, Star Wars, the official new name of Boba Fett's spaceship revealed. We already talked about that. Um, oh, Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot will feature a beautiful combination of established actors and newcomers. Yeah, so which in true Marvel that. faction, I would, I would expect that from them. Yeah, yeah uh, right. Um, Kevin, Kevin Feige on rumors Secret Wars is the next major MCU crossover. Yeah, they've been talking a lot about Secret Wars and Secret Invasion and all that that comic book line with basically incorporating the um, the shapeshifter guys. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. I can't remember. Uh, names right now. I want to say Sunday. the Reek. They're not the Reek. The the I don't know. Whatever. The guys from from. Uh, I'm brain uh, right Captain Marvel and the end of. Uh, the Spider-Man movie. Um, anyways, they, yeah, right. they'll, they'll be featured because it'll be Secret Wars and like people like infiltrating and you know, it'll be not interesting. Really the character that you think that they are. Right. It sounds like a cool concept uh, for a movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael Keaton confirms his return as Vulture and Morbius. This is crazy. That guy's doing even more stuff. Now. And he's not a young man anymore he's not, either. He's not quitting. No. He's got a he's got a protege. That movie is some like spy assassin movie too that just came out or is coming out soon. Oh, that so, was him. I forgot. He's like he's doing more than he was 20 years right? ago. It's just like, you, so now you got your hands in DC Everything. and Marvel. Right. And, and like, anyways. And then other franchises. And Deadpool 3 has released window. Ryan Reynolds working on a script according to Marvel King's no, Kevin Feige. Was, yeah, yeah that's. We did post something about that. Man, did I get, I'm just so, I love Deadpool so much. It just oh, keeps me up seeing that stuff. I can't wait to have him a part of the MCU, though. Like, it just is. I know. Be, like, he's great. He was great in the Fox X-Men universe, but he's going to be even better. Oh, right. Well, I mean, I love humor and anything, but you, you got the seriousness and the, you know, the, the heroism, the patriotism and all that stuff of these normal superhero movies, and then you got this smart ass coming in and just right. screwing it all up. I, to- I told you that whole, and I guess we're maybe halfway through our episode, we're well, just talking about There's news, a lot of in stuff. In the news. Um, but... Uh, he, that whole thing where somebody was like, I would have paid good money because they acquired Fox right as Endgame or, uh, yeah, Endgame was being released. That they did an end, uh, end credit scene with Deadpool, like coming through one of those, like, Supreme Sorcerer, you know, spinny things. Oh, right. And, like, showing up and be like, Guys, what? Like, oh, you know, on, it's guys. all done. You guys, you guys killed them all. Guys, for me. I, I was working on a deal. Okay, I couldn't get through. We were working on a merger. It took a little bit of time. Like, and then like somebody said like this whole thing where they wanted like he gets mad at all of the Avengers, but like every time he goes to try to track one down, it's like, 
a B or C level Avenger that he, and he's just like you know freaking like, like Deadpool too. Yeah. Like he's just a, like not like Tony Stark or any of them. It's like he he confronts like freaking like what's his face the friend of Spider-Man or whatever. And he's like, come on. Well, know? even like in the first movie when he's complaining about this, these are the X-Men. You, I mean, this to talk about low budget. That's the we can get Colossus and some girl whose name I can't even pronounce. That's the best we can do. So yeah, it's that's his smart ass that he does. So, yeah, exactly. It's gonna either way. Bottom line, it's gonna be a good movie. Oh yeah, I, anything he's in, I love now. Which I got a still Steve free guy, by the way. But me too. Anthony Mackie closes the deal to keep the shield. Will return as Sam Wilson in Captain America Four. You kind of already did yep. that. Yeah. Uh, th- here was just a a screen rant. Um, ScreenRant.com which said it's too late for the Walking Dead's Rick, Rick Grimes movies. Yeah, like his character's on, too far gone. I'm I'm behind on that, so I'm I gotta. I, I can imagine or I understand why, but I, I gotta. I didn't even read the article because like, I, I didn't be, either. But I'm not gonna understand what's why, but oh the right, current things that are going on. Oh, see, I understand so, why, but yeah, that's why we won't talk I, about. I, it. I I would say it doesn't surprise me. I don't understand why, but it doesn't surprise me. And I actually, I'm glad we did this at the time we're doing it because there's a new episode tonight that I want to get home and watch. Oh, jeez, sorry. No, it's at eight, and I'm recording it. So, oh. and that way I can skip commercials. So the, I. I just, I basically, I'm just bragging that I get to watch it, so, because I pay a lot more money for TV than than a person (laughs) should. It's okay. Maybe I'm not bragging. Maybe that's not what's going on. Fans are losing their minds and spinning theories over the first Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Yeah, that's that's coming out. Analyzing everything, people are saying they're seeing certain characters and backgrounds and little nuances. That looks like it's going to be a really well done movie too. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, I guess I won't even mention that. That's not that important. I guess that's kind of all it. It only took us okay. 25 minutes to get through yeah. it, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, been a, it's been a while since the last episode. And, and movies are being yeah. released like crazy, and information's being released. I'm yeah, everybody's, like we've said before, trying to catch up from the lull and with the pandemic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, so let's. I guess let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson oh, and yeah. the Black Widow and, and – what this means for the MCU, I guess. I'm not going to do as much of a, you know, review as far as, like, a step-by-step There's plot. not that much to summarize, um, really. Essentially, she's goes – this is supposed to take place after Civil War. And she – her – Before Endgame. Before well, Endgame. Because she dies before in Endgame, Infinity so it's War. before then. Yeah. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, she's she's alive in this. Um, <laughs> they just carry her around like we can have Bernie's. <laughs> It's like, it's like, uh, what's his name? Red Skull's just sitting there, like in a chair next to her, like propping Come on, her up. Move her. Around. It's like, He's taking her arms and just. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that I, I I imagine that on a what if series, right? Like, or yeah, Deadpool. Or De- you could De- see Ryan Deadpool Reynolds doing that. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> they did you dirty. Um, Stop flipping me off, dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess. And it's been a while, but remind me, what was the whole... She was trying to get back at the guy who had uh, basically... there. There's a whole plot and the whole thing where you meet these new characters, her family. And the entire movie is basically her teaming up with her quote-unquote family. Uh, and Well, one actually is her sister. And it really is yes, her sister. Yes, that's right. Yes, it is actually... But basically, you're you're starting. But they're not to, real big fans of each other by the time they're adults. See, and I didn't even know that they were actually biological sisters. Yeah, I think, I think. See, well, I, maybe, I thought I maybe, thought that I they know. were just kind of like a 
they pulled these four random people together the russians did to put together basically a sleeper not sleeper cell like an incel in america and then they're like feeding information to i think it was the cubans or something essentially though the entire plot revolves around her like you first of all it's a it's it's somewhat of a origin story movie for Black Widow. Right after you learn a lot about what her character is and who who she is, why she is who she is, and so then you get introduced to a couple of these characters, and then it's basically them working together to take down the person who's in charge of the Black Widow was in charge of or is in charge of the Black Widow. Basically, program. female super soldiers. Right, in the in the the he's there's some mind control that's kind of I gotta watch it again because there's right. like some stuff that I'm I'm kind of blanking on. But basically, the gist of it is she's trying to take down this organization that was corrupt and even before they used the mind control was corrupt and was a super assassin group that she was came from. Shield basically converted her and like we need you for our purposes and we think that you could do good for the world and try to make up for all the bad because it even talks about like the different characters that or different people that she killed right you know throughout that i mean kind of similar to a bucky barnes and that's Winter Soldier, that's what i was going to say as i was just reminding myself what we watched that like the bucky barnes storyline is kind of like okay we want more super soldiers how, how do we whereas this is kind of like how do we become human or we, we are human how do we become super soldiers with Black Widow, it was kind of like, okay, we are super soldiers. How do we go back to just being normal people? Yeah, right. I mean, that's the kind of the reverse spin that they try to right. put on. Right, right. Basically, okay, here. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when dangerous conspiracy which with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. I, I can't remember if her – I thought her sister was biological, but you might be right. And then it also like just kind of reiterates that whole thing that this is is more like a spy movie. It's a it's a Mission Impossible meets Avengers meets James Bond style of movie. There's a main character who's kicking ass and taking names, breaking people out of prison, going to different missions, and then there's like a big end fight scene that right. basically involves all of these characters coming together, working as one to take down the big bad. You know, Pinky up to the corner of my mouth guy. Right, you know? which the super villain in this wasn't quite as I, because I, I like I read a review from Roger Ebert that said the super villain it wasn't as elaborate, you know, or as big a deal as it yeah. normally would be. Right. But it was more the whole concept that she was trying to, and they ended up putting a lot of focus on her sister, Florence Pugh, who plays Yelena Belova, which yeah. which would tell you that they're not. I don't think they are biological. I think you're right. Four people were brought together. That threw me for a loop when that was revealed. Like I honestly thought they were all family. Right. Like and that. And made, that, I think that's what you're supposed to believe. I think but. that, like you said, though, they brought them all together. The girls not knowing that as a, but then they find out as adults. Oh, we were all just shoved together to be super spies. You know. Right. And like they were dad, ripped from their families. But mom as and dad babies. Right. But mom and dad, the people who raised them, were like, you know what? We weren't biological family, but we came became a family, yeah. and we did love each other. And and right. the dad, played by the guy from Stranger Things, uh, David Harbor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, he basically that's his point. Like, okay, you might be regretful and mad at us for 
you know, being part of why you got pulled away from your biological family. Right. But we loved you the same. Yeah, like it was. Our own. And it was an interesting, too, because it's like this whole thing where you learn about how she was basically sold by her mother because she was yeah. mom was poor. And like even like the whole thing, like I think that at one point, not in this movie, but they talked about like her getting a hysterectomy. Like basically she was biologically engineered to be the best spy super soldier type assassin possible where she could go and like i don't want to get into too much of the nitty-gritty but like they were talking about like at one point i think in i don't know it was civil war avengers ultron or something basically like the question i think i think steve asked her like hey would you ever want to have kids and she's like i can't like that 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 option was taken away from me and basically that's a flight risk or the risk of me getting pregnant while I'm on these missions was too high that they just removed that possibility altogether. They could have just said so. stay abstinent, but no, she's high. Have you seen she any? Might have a love life. You, have you seen any James Bond movies? He's well, got to have right. sex with a character well, in order to get information from her, and then well, that's true. You know, that's we don't want we don't want Scarlett Johansson getting pregnant, and she is she is hot. So there's a good chance she'll be hit she'll on a lot. Probably, she'll probably have to bend the rules. Yeah. But Delve anyways. do her feminine wiles and get, you know, coerced into romantic situations. But I guess my point is is that you get to really lean into that aspect of the tragedy. I told you the tragedy of Dark Plagueis. No. Um, the tragedy of <laughs> of I got who Black Widow nice was and, like, how Black Widow kind of like Captain America wasn't even, you know. It, it, it's Black Widow is a program, not right. You know Natasha Romanoff. It was you know? yeah, it was more about that. And, and so that's why there wasn't an evil villain either. It's a it's a program. Yeah, and so like being able to understand that and see where she came from was really important to kind of I guess in anything else you want to. I, I want to I'm gonna touch wrap on the um, wrap it up, but also talk about the um, the end credit scene. Oh right, that's anything else that you as far as the main. No, and I, I think I was just going to allude to that. That, uh, as Roger Ebert even put it, I'm, I hope he listens. I'm the thing is, the thing is, is it's so cool that you're actually bringing him up because I haven't heard his right. name. Because you, because how many times, for... how many times, like on the old VHS, Robert and Ebert gives it two thumbs oh, up. Cisco you know, and Ebert. Yeah. Now it's just I think Cisco might have you know left this world, but um, I mean died, not like gone <laughs> like to another gone planet, like a or... superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Went on the Tesla flight to the right, Mars. Yeah, yeah, him and Elon. That Musk that is friends. something. I just want to really quick. I just want to also just like point out that that's a super cool thing that you can say. Like, if your dad is an astronaut, be like, well, he's not he with us anymore. World. He left the world. He left it's our like, world. well, he died. No, no I mean, he's on he's the moon. On Mars. Yeah, he's, no, he's he's, in, he's alive, but he's, he's just he's right on on actually. this world anymore. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's cool that to, to even know that that guy's still around because he's always done good reviews. But uh, basically, he said there's a lot of emphasis on Florence Pugh's character, which is yeah. you know the sister, and that kind of leads us to what you want to talk about now. Yeah, that she's going to be the future of. I think that they could t- even take it a step further and similar to what they're doing with Anthony Mackie, say Black Widow too, right? Right. Like, why not? Because she was a Black Widow. She well, was a part of the she's program. Taking over that you know? role, basically. So yeah. basically. Um, that lady comes because she goes to pay respects to Natasha and the whole, you know, basically it's a sad moment. You fast forward to the future where she had passed away during the events of Endgame. And 
I don't know who the character's name is, but the um, the lady from uh, Seinfeld. Um, oh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah she's she's basically this character who's now the um, the Nick Fury of the kind of anti Avengers, right? So she's already gotten uh, U.S. agent, you know talk to him during the events of Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the uh, the TV show. Now she's gotten a Black Widow character, a super assassin, and basically saying, hey, you know, uh, this is what happened, and kind of spinning it to say, hey, you know, Hawkeye killed your sister. Which, yeah. Which is not true, and only the people who are actually there would be able to, like, testify to that and – so I'm sure that that story got just spun way out of control. I don't think Julia Louise Dreyfus' character actually has a name. Oh, she's got to have uh, something. Everybody else has a name here, mm. and she doesn't. So maybe get, they, they haven't named it yet, but maybe they will at some point. But that end credit scene is twofold. One, she is, is taking over the Black taking Widow. Over the Black Widow but she's, she's pissed gonna, at Hawkeye. She's going to be kind of – like I think she's going to be in the new Hawkeye TV show because that's a TV show right. that's coming out. Where he's training basically his daughter to do what he's doing. But they're not going to be friends. And I think that she's going to come in and, you know, screw things up. Right. Well, like her, him and Black Widow were friends. She's right. coming from a different angle. And then. Which what is it, intriguing on itself. You know? I forget what it's called. It's like the Dark Avengers or something. There's a comic book line that involves Abomination, that guy from the Hulk movie that was like. Oh, right. You know. And he's actually in a scene for Shang-Chi. He's in the, some cage fight oh, really? with uh, uh, Wang, um, the guy from the other sorcerer. Oh. Um, but anyways, okay. so Abomination, US, so U.S. agent, and then her, and then there's like a couple other ones, Taskmaster. We didn't even talk about Taskmaster. No, we didn't. Like everything that that whole storyline. And I think that basically she's going to be like the Nick Fury bringing those characters together where it's like – they are in opposition with the Avengers, but they're also like an event, like almost like the Suicide Squad. Right. Like, I think that they're like they're just basically goals. not going to – they have common goals, but they also just don't give a crap about if people die along the they're way. They're like vigilantes where they're more, yeah. more added to where right. we don't care who we're hurting. We're, right. You know, we have a – you know, they don't have a moral compass necessarily. Yeah, exactly. The Avengers do. Exactly. So, anyway, so that's – I guess that's what I got to say about the Black Widow movie. And I right. thought that, you know, it's exciting. It helps, you know, launch things and exciting. It wasn't a bad movie in any any stretch of the imagination. just wasn't, you know, as captivating as some of the other movies. Again, something I'd watch again. Right. Definitely, and maybe you know, it should have brought out, brought out, been brought out a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, like That's people's biggest complaint. Died, right. Yeah. And I, I think Florence Pugh is going to be great. Your wife pointed out where I saw her. I saw Little Women, you know, a few mm. months ago. She was in that, and she does a great job. She's she's an attractive woman. She does a great job. She she yeah, really she's nailed. She's been in a scene. couple of movies, actually. I, like I big was movies. Something. Little Women was huge. I mean, I got. I'd have to look it up. Look at it. You got IMBD on your phone? I do. No, um, no, that's the one website I can't get. Well, I'm saying the app. Oh, oh no, I don't have the app. But um, but anyways, while he's looking that up, uh, we'll. Uh, her disc or her filmography i'm looking at or what yeah just what she was in I, little women midsummer lady macbeth fighting with my family hereditary outlaw king maybe it was midsummer i don't know some something else that i thought that i recognized her in but she, either way yeah just the fall good 
good talent, good actors and actresses that are going to be coming into this next phase four of the Marvel Universe. So, yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to switch gears here a little bit uh, and talk about the Suicide Squad and James Gunn. Unless you got anything else? No. Anything else to say, Mickey? Nope. Nope. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, Suicide Squad, James Gunn's uh, basically – his baby. I, I don't know. I think – did we talk about this in the last episode? And I got to just be better about under, knowing what our catalog has. But did we talk about the whole reason why he even did this in the first place or why he was doing it? I think we touched on I it. I think we, we touched on it. We didn't elaborate the, the, Basically, he got fired from Marvel because of a tweet that he had that was a while back when he was working with a comedy group or Comedy Central or something. It wasn't – it was, you know, off-cut or whatever. DC was basically waiting in the winds. Like as soon as he got fired, they were like, "Right, you want to, you want to come." We did talk. I and, can't, I can't remember when we talked on mic or off mic. They Maybe were basically we like, mic then. "Hey, you like carte blanche, whatever you want to yes, do." Yes, we want because originally this was not going to be a rated R movie, and he was like, "I want this to be a rated R movie." And they were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. whatever you want." Okay. Like we know this is going to be good. You want us to burn we down a city? Okay. Right. Yeah. Do Do you want us? Yeah. Do, do you need like five horses in your? Right. You know. You what do you need? You what planet? do you need? Okay. You You own a planet now. You, okay. Yeah. Whatever yeah. You want. You, I will name a star after you. <laughs> um, but essentially, he was there was this unique opportunity that DC was able to capitalize on one of the a very good director. He's right? awesome. And especially for his action. his his uh, history with. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and some other things that projects that he's been a part of. He's just very good at what he does. And James Gunn, I think, looked at this as, like, especially after, because it wasn't very long that he was fired. Like, eventually Mar- Marvel was like, okay, we made a mistake. We need Disney was like, we need to get him back. And by that time, the damage was done, and he was already committed to doing the suicide. Well, and he's spot. a person, so he's yeah. not going to forget, oh, you guys, no, everything's fine. So, but because he couldn't do a rated R movie with the house that the mouse that built the house whatever the phrase is he took this opportunity to say i am going to make this my baby and he basically that's what he did this movie is very much a you know how you you see movies and you're like that's quentin tarantino you don't even know that it's that this is james gunn this is when all of the restrictions all of everything is taken off of him and he's just basically carte blanche we're gonna do this uh, the actors talked about how, like, everybody seemed like there was a huge cast of characters and good, you know, big names. But everybody and Roger seemed, Ebert even says this is a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Which was right. so well done and so well received. So James Gunn would be stupid not to do it like that. Yeah. You know? Right. It's such a big he, cast his, of His, you know, MO is, you know, a buddy, you know, these group of mis- miscreants that come yeah. together to do something. Yeah. And. Right. But I guess everybody – it seemed like everybody just had a fun time with it. Like, they were, all the interviews, I got the feeling that people were having fun. They, they they knew they were making something good. They knew that they were a part of something. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, bad negative stuff to talk about. And there's humor. You know? it's, it's legit humor. I mean, some of it's just kind of dumb, but it makes you laugh because yeah. it's dumb. Right. That's what and you expect at that point again, when you see it, you know? Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right? Exactly. You know, So, like, like, as much as the new – Doctor Strange movie is going to be a horror movie. I would almost say that you could put some of James Gunn's movie in that weird subcategory of comedy superhero movies, you know. Right. And so, like, this is as much and of a some comedy because this was you know? really graphic at the beginning. Oh yes. I mean, King Shark. You watch him eat people and rip people in half, and like, 
It's very yes. And that's where well, James Spoiler Gunn, alert, by the way, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, James Gunn was able to say, I want to make this this type of movie, but also this type of movie. Like, he wasn't sacrificing anything to get something else. He was like, it's going to be funny. It's going to be action-packed. It's going to be, be gore. And I'm okay yeah. with that. And yeah. I'm good with it. Like, I want to see directors pushing the boundaries I and not see just, you know. These guys have talent. The reason he's James Gunn is because he is really good at what he does. So don't hold him back. Right. Him I think that was the best thing. One of the best decisions DC has made as of recent behind, you know, bringing Michael Keaton back. <laughs> but one of the best decisions DC Warner Brothers They're starting whole, to make good you know, decisions. Is, is that nice. they got him. They were they saw the opportunity and they capitalized it. What did you tell me before we watched the movie? That he said nobody's off limits as far as who's going to get killed graphically yeah, early they, in the movie. Even. Yeah, no they, basically die. they had two teams early on in the movie, two teams of Suicide Squad, and the first team, almost all of them except for two, get killed. Right. So it's like it's almost like a Walking basically. Dead, you know, uh, the, not not Walking Dead in, in the sense of a zombie movie, but that style of nobody's safe, every, anybody right. can die. People are dying all um, the time, yeah. Game of Thrones style, you know, that anybody, the main character could die in the first five minutes, and that's just, don't get, his whole promotion, his marketing was don't get attached, don't, you know, don't fall in love with anybody because they can. That, that's a really so. good comparison because no other show do you watch where some of the main characters are done. Right. You watch, you know, like you, I, mean, I mean, I never watched Friends and thought to myself, oh, Joey could die at Phoebe, any minute. <laughs> Phoebe's going to be yeah. thrown down a, oh no, She's gonna, Joey was thrown down a. Elevator shaft, but that oh. was as Dr. Drake remarked. Oh, as it, well, yeah, and I, on his, ca- his character on his TV show day. Yeah. Um, deep cuts, deep cuts. Right, yeah. Um, but anyways, so I guess my point is is this is what happens, and, and I enjoyed it. I got to watch it again, uh, just like uh, Black Widow. But, it again, HBO Max, Mc, uh, Kayla and Mickey and I all watched this movie, yep. and it was very – cool to be able to do that one because it was you know in our living room but you know just the pandemic and everything that's evolving in the way that we stream things and see movies but i guess that all being said it was just a good movie in that it had a good plot it had good action it had good comedy there was a lot of big name actors excuse me it was a lot of things that yeah big name actors that they were able to hit on and even that like beginning beach scene like i guess that's one of the largest set pieces like ever in cinema history it was pretty graphic i mean there's and a lot going on and some of the characters die so i think first five minutes he understood understands the whole like value of practical effects right like, he's like oh yeah i'm not just sure. gonna you know cgi this which don't get me wrong the people that create cg i mean king shark was cgi there's other cgi characters it's real but realistic it's looking, yeah. it's so not to take away that talent, but just something about a practical thing and why Dave Filoni and John Favreau said, no, we're not going to make Baby Yoda digital like they did in the prequels with Yoda because there's just something about that tangible puppet that just puts it over the top and makes it well, I mean, so much more there's some, special, believable. I don't know. It's digital art with CGI, obviously, and those people have talent and skill and, you know, uh, beyond that. There's just a realistic factor that's right. not there. There's a difference. And between, there's an art to that. You right. Know, making and it look realistic with lighting and, and angles and all that stuff. You know? and, and, and I would compare it to somebody painting a beautiful sunset. Nobody would take anything away from that person who no. paints it. And somebody taking a picture of that beautiful sunset. Right. And one is better than the other, maybe in certain situations. I mean, we're talking about this for movies. But either way, I guess the point being is, 
I think CGI is something that needs to happen in Whoa, movies because I'm not going to be able to, you know, afford the movie ticket that they make a full life size Starro break out of a, you know, exactly. But it's also nice to see that it we got past that point in the that weird point in the turn of the century where. Everybody was like, "It's CGI for everything," and, you, or, and you're like, uh, I, right. but "It didn't need to be like, you know, I and, don't know." But so. and you didn't want to see the strings like you used to see right, before Star right, Wars. Came right, along, it was like know? it was like that weird, you know, transit. Like, I actually, side note: the Fifth Element was actually the first. I think it was that last, like, transitional period where they had like CGI. And practical, and like it was like a weird like. The I don't first know. one, really. And it, well, I don't know if it was the first one that they ever. It wasn't the first that was ever CGI. It was a box like, office smash, so maybe it was the first one that did that well. With yeah, it. there was there's something I forget what it is. It's something like the first the, the I don't know. There's there was some breaking point or like it was like it marked some time in history when it came. Anyway, knew this but, was going to happen going forward. Yeah, that they were they were going to change the way that they did filmmaking. It was groundbreaking, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, the, the plot, you know, basically they're trying to, there's a, a, uh, uprising, a coup in a country, an island country that holds this very important weapon that you find out later the U S government had a hand in and the weapon is Starro, the, uh, giant star. Well, doesn't start out. He's basically like a, he, he's a blob star thing that like feeds off of other people to get bigger and become a bigger and bigger, you know, literally a starfish though. It looks like a Yeah, starfish. and it's an alien that our astronauts came in contact with during a like a moon mission or like a like they were it was just floating around in space basically and kind of play, you know, pulls in the whole like we're not alone in the universe and like, you know, kind of talks, you know, leads Which more towards the whole that. dark Sid and and you know, those characters who are conquerors of planets, you know. And so that and then also the fact that it ties into, I think, the Justice League a little bit better is that they talk about how uh, I was going to say Deadpool, Deadshot, uh, Bloodsport had put Superman in the (laughs) ice. Those are all everybody everybody you named was a character. Um, He put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. And it's like being able to tie that that little throwaway line just helps pull the DC to be more you know continuity yeah there's you know yeah and i think there was even a a, like uh, henry cavill was supposed to be in this movie as like a cameo or like an end credit scene or something which would have been cool but like a stan lee type appearance yeah but more like a like i don't know how they were going to do it but it was like talked about that they were going to but it didn't happen it just didn't happen um but yeah i guess the other thing is when we talk about like the whole cgi versus practical uh mickey and i had talked about this off mic but i think that dc with the Dark Knight trilogy had this, it was a approach of like, and I, I say street level, but I don't mean it as like less powerful, but like the, the Joker was a human being more human was right. doing things. He was not a Loki God of Asgard, right. No that came power. in with a giant army that was knocking into, you know, buildings with his giant slug people or whatever. Right. The, <laughs> I forget what their name, but anyways, Don't stare um, at me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I should know these things. Um, but they did that in this movie, and they did that in the Justice League 
Batman vs. Superman movies, where they took the more Avengers-style approach where it's like almost like, I would say, you know, you got your street-level Bane, you know, Raja Ghoul, uh, Joker, Scarecrow, where they're like human beings who are, for lack of a better word, effing s up right well and they're they're they have vengeance on their side they don't that's they don't have superhuman powers right but they have they they're are using things or they're driven, tri- but they're know. human beings they've got like like in justice league where when batman you know somebody asks him what's your superhuman power and he says i'm rich he's, yeah he's got technology you know like yeah, Iron Man. He's, like, yeah he's a what i would consider a street like he doesn't have a superpower or an alien power Okay. Which is a whole another conversation that's very interesting. Like you say, these people with or these characters with superhuman powers can do whatever they want. These other guys have to make up for it with their drive and their yeah. and their motivation and stuff. And it lends itself with those superhuman abilities to more of the CGI. Like I said, mm-hmm. what I would say is like building destroying. Uh, Batman's not doing right? that. Right. right, they're not taking down entire blocks of city blocks because of their battle. Right, right. that's just not happening. Joker's psycho, but he has to use TNT and, and right. explosives. And, uh, and he's stuff he's blowing that. up a, a semi. Right, he's right. not taking down the Empire State Building. Yeah. So I guess going back to that now is like I feel like the Starro, that character, that like clearly we're in that direction. We're going. We're going to do that. And there was a uh, uh, Monty and Mickey fan Humper Bob Humper. T- talked about how that was kind of a campy thing it was kind of a cheesy thing and i would agree i think that that even you could you could argue that some of the things that happened in the avengers movie were kind of cheesy i'm okay with it but i i get it was realistic looking yeah i mean i mean for a starfish walking around like godzilla as as realistic as you can get right i mean how realistic but it looked like it was a thing that wasn't just made up with strings, and it or, had or a digital. and it had a backstory. It wasn't just out of nowhere. Like right, it, there was a very like purposeful. This is why this character's here and how it works and what it does. But there was a cheesy element. But Monty and I both agreed. I got past that because that's the world we live in now, and, and yeah. this is a fantasy world where people have superhuman powers. Yeah, and 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 I mean, when you're going to have a movie where a guy rips off his arms and uses them as weapons, right. You can't get caught up on the fact that a giant starfish is breaking through a city. Um, So, and I guess that that's the other, I guess, again, a little bit of a segue leads, leads me to my other point is the whole point of Suicide Squad or part of the point and when the comics came out and everything else was that they were able to take these weird one off characters that just had a single issue or maybe even just a single panel in a larger story that was involved in a Batman, a Superman, a Flash, a Wonder Woman, just basically a disposable guy that you can now take and put into a, you know, a team-up movie. And if they die, who cares? Because there was nothing invested in them. And that's what James Gunn's point was. Like, that's why he had these characters, because he wants you to know, oh, I'm introducing this new character, but he's going to be dead in five minutes. Yeah, because it doesn't, like, how how much, how long can you go with... Polka dot man. Right. Like there's not like there's not like the idea is a great concept. I mean even right. I mean Batman has a ton of his his rogues yeah or his characters, like it's insane. Oh yeah, he's like, got a ton of villains. There's mean. a guy who's the calendar man who apparently gets all riled up about different dates. <laughs> there's a guy who is got a puppet and he's like a mannequin and Seriously? He, there's a guy there who really basically is? yeah, if you play the uh, Arkham games, like you you learn about some of these characters and kinda interact with them along the storyline. There's a guy who basically he's called the Mad Hatter, like he 
bases his villain off of oh, the I've Alice in Wonderland Mad Hat. Like, there's just so many. I mean, on top of Killer Croc and on top, but like King Shark and all these other characters that you're just like. Some of them have the, you know, clearly Harley Quinn is going to be around for a while. Right. And she has a rich storyline that really is intriguing, and they built on her, and they've developed her as a character. Do you ever see Mystery Men with Ben Stiller? Yeah. Some of these Uh, characters are like, it's a a spoof, basically. It's a superhero spoof. It's hilarious. But some of these, like, Ben Stiller's character, he's the man of fury, so he just gets himself really mad. It's not even a, he's just an idiot who yeah, has right. a temper. Right. And there's another guy, I think he can fart, and his yeah. gas is so powerful. <laughs> Some of these characters are along those lines, and that yeah. was a spoof. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. when when the guy rips his arms off, though, and starts, like, punching people with his detached arms, I'm that just was like, a okay. desperation. Like, we you don't even. This is what we got now. You don't okay. even need to. And, and I'm sure um, Nathan Fillion was like, you want me in a movie? Yeah, I'll be, uh, you know. Right. And he's not a, you know, you know. Um, Michael Rooker was in there right, for barely anything, and they just killed him off right away. Big names, yeah. it's just fine. But I'm okay with it, and I'm I'm all for it because I think that the more talent that you get into a movie, even if they're going to kill always, off the character, but you got to figure because some of these movies have hit big names, and you're like, oh True. my god, that was a colossal failure. True. But yes. often Valentine's it turns Day, out well. Yeah, New Year's Eve. <laughs> we're uh, talking royal, to you. The Royal, royal Tenenbaums. Uh, we're uh, talking about you. Mars Attacks. Horrible, horrible rom coms. Um, <laughs> But I guess what I'm saying is that it was it was something that you were able to take these disposable characters and not in a negative like I'm not saying that with a negative connotation. Oh, like it's, it's they were able to take them, they served a purpose, and then he was able to kill them off, and it advanced the storyline in a way that you couldn't do with killing Cyborg and it's or killing like the a, Flash. Like because it's it's almost like a slasher film. There's right. a little bit of humor to it. It's just so over the top, mm-hmm. and this character's ridiculous. And right. the way they die is just like, well, like oh my god, Javelin, <laughs> that character Javelin, when Harley Quinn's sitting there next to him while he's dying, and he's like, "Take this." It's, oh yeah, it's it's main purpose is, uh, and she's like, "What? What? what? Tell me what?" What's and the then purpose? Th- then they all camp, they all swarm her, and she's like, "He was just about to tell me." <laughs> like it's like clearly like this guy just got shot and he's dying. Like it's it like. That's the best. If I want to summarize this entire movie in one phrase, it was it's this. First of all, James Gunn was able to take comedy in a serious moment and be too. able to incorporate them so seamlessly. I mean, the other scene that I'm thinking about is when she kills that main president guy with his own guns in the oh, like yeah. in the ballroom after yeah, they yeah. just had sex or whatever. Yep. Like how incredible like and he's the, crawling, you know. Like he's stuff. dying, and she's filling her, and you feel bad for her after she just shot him. And he's, she's talking about how her past relationships clearly alluding to the Joker. And she might be in love with this guy. Everything. You know? There's that, a lot of deep emotional stuff going on. But he's like spitting up blood, yeah. and it's so it's done in such a good way. Like it's not, it didn't feel forced. It no. felt good she's going and through I, an emotional I, roller coaster as he's spitting blood and she's like well i should i have done this for this reason and the guy's like i'm gonna die i don't yeah. care about any of that right and so there's some humor to it there's some depth there's some romance there's some beauty in general you know it's just it's just it you never really you never really think of those things and combining them it just it made a really good cocktail is basically what oh, it is. You know, yeah. you took ginger beer, you added some vodka. Those are all things that you can drink on your own. And you made a Moscow mule, you know, yeah, and, right. and, and it's it's something that I think any director is really that it that specifically James Gunn does a really good job of mixing the serious and the comedy 
and have this one the gore right. and be able to Lots come up gore. with something that's meaningful and not campy and not cheesy. It should say not cheesy in a way that's over the top doing it just to do it. You know, there's a lot of movies that do that, that kind of like do a scene or do a character's death or do whatever in a way that just it had to happen, but not in that way. Right. You know, and I think that he does a good job of making it so you can laugh and enjoy it and understand the Maybe seriousness laugh and of it. Cry. You know? and yeah. to your previous point, it probably takes a certain level of actor to Correct. Yes. follow through with that. So make it so it's not cheesy and camping. Oh my God, why am I watching this? You yeah. have to, there's a certain level of talent that needs to be done while he's bringing it all together. Yeah. Also. There's a, like you said, it's a perfect cocktail. You know? Yeah. I think that, yeah, you're, you're right. There, that, that actor or actress that has able to bring something that is a, allows you to, I don't know. I've, and just touching on just bad actors in general. Like right. you have people where you're just like, man, this was just not believable. It, it could have been better with a different person. Mm-hmm. Or it wasn't believable. It wasn't whatever. And I think that, yeah, she's anyway. such a good actress. I mean, she's played so many different roles and I mean, she's dropped dead gorgeous, but I always mention that cause I, I love her that much, but <laughs> she just tell Margaret Robbie, if you're listening, just oh, please call I us. love you. <laughs> but I mean, she so many different roles too. Yeah. I mean, just different characters and she just, the spectrum of acting ability, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, her accent, the way, you know, yeah, I, right. it always blows she's my mind. She's British. You know, she's freaking British. It blows, blows my mind when these British actors are able to do that. I mean. She's got know. this Jersey, like, just, yeah. you know, I grew up on the streets kind of accent. Yeah, and, just, you're, and then she does interviews. Uneducated. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, is this right. the same person? Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice. Um, I guess, do you remember, I can't even remember, what was the end? Was there an end credit scene? I can't even remember. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw. Um, but yeah, it was it was just overall just a fun movie. Um, it wasn't a Justice League. It wasn't a Batman vs Superman. It wasn't a Dark Knight Rises. But it was good still, and it was a movie that I I enjoyed. I think that you know clearly the gore and everything else that happened as a part of it were you know a little over the top and for some people just not enjoyable but but you don't see that that often in some of these movies where it's so yeah. graphic i mean some as morbid and and disgusting as it might be it's a little refreshing to see it go that far where you actually this is like really there's no blood all this destruction I mean, there's no blood and this and was in your face in blood, into you know? a certain point i also think like like we've talked i think we've talked about it before about like the um whole thing with uh how game of thrones like it seems like there's unnecessary like i see the the extremes in terms of like what makes a rated r movie right you've got gore violence and like swearing and sex right those are the two right. main pillars of, of what makes a rated r movie or an ma 17 tv show right and i think that more so and i know that there's a there's a poetic you know whatever you want to call it uh aspect of showing this like love making scene where two people are having sex i think that i i would say that certain in the way especially the way they did it with the rain falling down and everything i think that showing that gore in that way is a very artistic way to convey things like i don't know like the biggest like it stands out in my mind when you see while it's raining you know and this the water's coming down and king shark rip a person in half like that to me is a very artistic a very like i don't know like again i 
I get it. I get why it's 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 gut wrenching. It's it's hard to watch, but I think that it's it's a very cool way to basically artistically express something that's happening. Right. I, I guess what I'm I agree like. completely. Yeah. Um, were you able to see if there was uh, any? Yeah, it says technically the Suicide Squad serves up two extra scenes after the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. There was two of them. Yeah. The first one comes mid credits and simply shows that Weasel. Sean, oh, the Sean weasel, Gunn, yep. was left for dead during he, a beach yep. raid. Okay, yep. Um, and then the second stinger centers on John Cena's peacemaker. That's right. right that's right. The I, fact I that he survived and he didn't actually die at the so end. So I think that's yeah. going to be something going forward. I'm still mad that Rick Flagg. I think that they redeemed the character of Rick Flagg in this movie. I don't like him. Didn't like him as much in the first Suicide Squad. He was terrific in this movie. Yeah, right. His character had so much depth. Had so much to offer. That allowed him to basically bloom. I guess I don't, I, what, I don't know what else like to say. A beautiful flower. It's like he he was able to really like find a foothold, and so it pisses me off that he killed him. I know that yeah. they had to; it was part of it. But like, but yeah. he finds his footing. It's like killing uh, Harley Quinn now. She she yeah. knows that character. She is that character, right? And now you'd kill her off. Like, oh my god, they're just blossoming now. Yeah, you like, know, like, I just yeah. But yeah, that that I guess was my biggest. You know, when you talk about, like, people not liking the final episode of a series, like, I just didn't like the way that they did that to him and that he died in this movie. So. Right. And the, the fact that they showed that exploded view of his heart getting severed. Yeah, there's like, no they way were, he's coming Basically, over that. that was James Gunn's way of saying, he's done. He was probably like, for, for bringing back Peacemaker, people are going to think he's going to come back if we don't do so he's like we got to make sure this is this very is clear dead. get stabbed in the can't heart. get more you dead know? than that so yeah. um that's all i've got i guess like i said great movie again um but definitely both of them worth worth seeing worth seeing yeah it was it was just not enough to cover and you know just the entire an entire episode dedicated to just each one of these and we i mean there's a lot of movies coming out from now until the end of the year so we might do a similar episode like this with like the internals in Shang Chi or something, right. you know, they they will be, be able to kind of double up, so to speak, just because of the volume and At the pace we've been doing it. I mean, yeah. I think in the winter we'll start picking it up more. Like yeah, we're gonna have to. Have. You're gonna want to do our Halloween episodes and our yeah Christmas crazy. But in the summer is just so busy, it's hard for us to you know yeah. get here and get together with all. This. I mean, and you've got a few things going on in yeah, your life got that a couple. are gonna change. Things yeah, for adding to the clan. Yeah. So. but there'll be more Montes. I'll have, to, I'll have to record a single, you know, outro for each one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'll take 10 minutes. I think this is the first time we've addressed the fact that my daughter is in the outro of the oh, episode. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've ever, like, no, come out, like, and talked about this. Like, you knew it wasn't us lives. doing that. But right. I mean, I can make um, weird noises, but that's not one of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Not that high-pitched. Um Anyways, yeah, that's that's all I got. I guess anything else you wanted to touch on, or no? I think we don't think I mean, we had any, um, you know, fan mail or anything like that. And, and I, I again, we want to reiterate: these are good movies. They're definitely worth yeah. seeing. Um, they're just not the big blockbusters that you know that you talk about for time forever. I mean, there's there's really good actors, there's really good plot lines and stuff, but you know. Not every movie is going to be the best yeah, movie and ever. Yeah, and I think that we've talked about this before in like terms of the level of how good a movie is, right? You started out, and it's like, I would watch this movie if it was on TV, right? For sure, yeah. I would rent this movie, right? I'd pay to rent it. I would pay to go see this movie in the theater. I would buy this movie when it came out. I would buy the special, you know, it's kind of like 
and I think that this is one of those that like I think it would be somewhere in between rent it and go see the, both of these in the theater. Right, and we know. did see Black Widow yeah, in the we theater. Saw Black, we, we didn't have to see Suicide Squad in the theater, yeah, so we chose so we not didn't, to. Yeah, we saved the money I think we would have. But I would have rented either one of these. I would have seen both of these in the movie right. theater, you know. Yeah. So I think that, you know. Margot Robbie and, and Scarlett Johansson on the big screen. I don't think most of our listeners are going to go, no, that's a horrible idea. It's funny you say that. There's actually an Instagram, you know, Instagram models, but I hate that word. But Instagram, <laughs> you know, people are super into pop. There's people that are super into cosplay and all that there's these two women i think they're russian but i'll show you a video of them sometime they fucking they do excuse my language beep <laughs> that's um, a definite second f-bomb i'm the one with oh, the potty God. bomb too um but they they um they do such a, an amazing like if you if i just showed you a picture of them you'd be like that's scarlett johansson and margot robbie what are you talking about why are you showing me oh this? really like they do like to the point even where their facial expressions wow. like they have been able to train themselves to like like margot robbie's like big like shit oh, grin is harley quinn like it's smile, so yeah. insane that they are able like the minutia of the detail and like they've got a couple friends that kind of go in there like even like tom hiddleston as loki like there's one guy that kind of does that and no like kidding. so it's like it's in, it's just insane to me like it blows me away like well some people have amazing know. i mean and not to branch off too far but like the movie Ray about Ray Charles was uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh my yeah. God, his mannerisms are perfect. Yeah, and right. then uh, right. the one about it was biopics. Uh, yeah, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. that yeah. guy is really good. Um, and then the one about Johnny Cash. Uh, walk the line. Walking Phoenix, I think. Yeah, but it was called Walk the Line. Yeah, right. right. And oh yeah. my God, did he look just like him? Yeah. Right. Oh my God, right. the mannerisms, everything—it's—it's it's amazing. These so, guys just know what they're doing. God. Right, yeah. and to me, it's even more impressive when these people are just doing it for fun on Instagram. I mean, they're, yeah, probably, they're not even—they're getting paid. I'm sure they're getting ad revenue, but like, they're not doing it for a job. They're not the major blockbuster actors. Them, you know, yeah, right. They just are very talented, and you know, they yeah. already looked like Margot Robbie and Scarlett Johansson, but like. Right. I'll show you a video. But so they anyways. probably have success in other aspects of life. Cause yeah, they're Russian, though. And it's like, so like half the stuff, I just don't know. They go right. make videos and they're, they're like speaking in Russian. And I'm like, I don't have the energy to right, yeah, help the translation. But yes, I'm sure that, I, I don't know, maybe there's models in Russia or there are oh, actors in Russia. Russian or something, women you know? are typically considered some of the most beautiful in the world. So yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been to that part of the world yet. And then they want to blow you up. Oh, no, no, that was the commies. Never mind. That's, that's a whole other subject. Getting into po- politics. and yeah, Right. <laughs> Anyways. That's totally what that was. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, like Mickey said, just two really good movies worth watching. Um, just, in my opinion, just didn't have enough content to, like, you know. Every movie's not going to be the you best know. you've ever seen. Well, and then just enough to talk about for a dedicated entire episode to each one of them. So. Right, yeah. But, Still yeah. fun, though. Like we always like to say, you know. Getting old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?